0: Being black in America comes with its challenges. However, we understand that enlightenment through education is the oppressor's worst fear. By bridging the gap between academia and the people, our purpose is to equip you with knowledge that breaks down barriers during your journey towards truth and freedom. Welcome to the Black and Highly Dangerous Podcast.
1: Yo yo def, what's going on? What's going on? Uh
0: nothing much. Honestly. I'm waiting for Christmas break. I'm like so exhausted. Mm-hmm. I I need a break. hmm Like seriously. Yeah,
1: <laughs> me too. I like um even with these next couple of days, I got like 60 final papers to grade. <laughs> yeah. Uh but once that's done, you know, my semester is over, pretty much. Um, so it's the last, last little bit of stretch. <laughs>
0: I feel you. That's the one thing I do not miss is grading. But um, this week, I'll probably like I have like maybe six interviews on the books and I'm trying to get more because before I leave my my research site city for a break, I'm trying to get in as many as possible. So um, it's about to be a, a doozy of a week.
1: When you get some interviews, then I'm sure you got to do the uh, transcriptions, right? Or write up or you got help with that.
0: Uh, so I'm I'm going to pay to get them transcribed. Mm-hmm. I actually found um, this website called Timmy and it's like 10 cents a minute. Now, they aren't going to be perfect transcriptions, but I should be listening to my own, you know, recordings anyway. And I can correct the transcripts rather than having to do them all myself. Mm-hmm. So,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, that'll be that'll be easier.
0: Yeah,
1: because <laughs> oh, that transcribing process, man, that is no joke for sure.
0: Oh no, a long time ago I tried to do one. It was like a 45 minute interview. It took me like six hours. I was like, never again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to do that for my dissertation. Twenty-four interviews. I was like, oh man.
0: Oh my goodness. Transcribe
1: you them transcribe, them. Them transcribe them all. Transcribed them all. Oh.
0: You know what? Shout out to Ty. Cause when I tell y'all, that's that's some work right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always tell anybody, but yeah. If I could get some funds to do it, you know, somebody else to do it. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. Even if it's not perfect, just to get somebody to do it. And then you can just reread it, re-listen to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like any corrections. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, anything else going on with you besides looking forward to the break?
0: Uh, not, no, nothing much. What's going on with you?
1: Nothing really. Um, I'll be on vacation this upcoming week. Nice. Yeah, be out in, in, in Cabos, you know, looking forward to Okay, that, okay. Looking forward to that. Y'all yeah, going to a resort? Yeah. Yeah, man. Going out to, you know, a little, nice little spot, all-inclusive, and relax. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I've ever looked forward to a vacation as much as this <laughs> one. <laughs> like, you know, most of I go on vacation, I'd be like, all right, you know, cool. But, like, now I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to just mm-hmm. be out there on the beach, just relaxing. Sipping on some mojitos.
2: <laughs> I,
0: I feel you. you, um, I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm. I think I might be going to Cabo San Lucas or either a close location in March. Okay. I'm. I'm looking forward to that too. So, yeah, y'all have to tell me how it is. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have little, something to look forward to. I
1: update y'all. Hopefully, come back a little, a little more relaxed, a little more tan, a little more happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got some old Lord news.
0: But we have a couple stories. They're probably not as outrageous as, as some of our stories in the past, but, you know, they're old oh Lord News. Okay, I'm right.
1: sure that made the cut. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to BHD News, where we give you the most current and eye-opening old oh Lord News of the Week. Join us as we present news that'll make you want to say...
0: Okay, so do you remember how, um, over, over the last year, uh, people in the South, protesters have been like, Uh, Knocking down Confederate monuments,
2: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. that movement. So that happened in August at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, Students knocked down a statue called Silent Sam, and it represented all Confederate soldiers, was put up by alumni, um, the, uh, the United Daughters of the Confederacy. Well, after students toppled it, the university decided that they wanted to rebuild it. And they were going to put, I think, five million dollars into building uh, a new silent stamp, silent Sam statue. And the students and teaching assistants, they said, nah. Mm. So. Several dozen teaching assistants at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill started a strike on Friday and nobody's getting their
2: grades. Oh. Oh man, that's, that's, a,
1: <laughs> that's a good strike.
0: <laughs> yes, they are withholding grades as long as the university moves forward uh, with the idea of constructing a building to house the Confederate Monument
1: known as silent Sam so mm. yeah that's good I'm glad they're doing that man um because yeah there's always issues with that but they, that that's the power of of tas and, and, and instructors man you could really yeah. shut down the school and the schools be playing games. We're like, all right, well, let's see how this school runs without us.
0: <laughs> like you said, so, like you just said, you got 60 papers to grade. Like, if you had a TA, you know, or a TAs, they may have been grading most of those. And mm-hmm. if you thought that you had these next three weeks off because somebody else was doing the grading, and then all of a sudden your TA is like, uh uh-uh. uh.
1: All <laughs> well, the professors like nah. Probably oh, I'm I'm I, I'm just like probably a thousand percent sure that that president's office or whoever is getting tons of angry emails from faculty right now.
2: Like, yes. like
1: nah, bro. You got to change this.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so this next story is interesting. So um, two uh, two nuns. Uh, were the heads of a Catholic school called St. James Catholic School. Um, They were in charge of collecting uh, tuition checks and fees and et cetera like that. Well, what the archdiocese and everybody else didn't know is that the nuns had created two bank accounts, one to deposit money for the school, but one to deposit money for their gambling (laughs) habits. The nuns embezzled as much as $500,000 in tuition fees and donations, spending some of the money on trips uh, to casinos in Vegas. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah, they have been doing this for like 10 years.
1: That is wild. Half a million dollars embezzling from tuition and going to Mm -hmm. Vegas running yeah. them tables, that's
0: wild. Yes. Uh And, you know, the archdiocese, they decided they're not going to pursue criminal charges because the nuns said they were sorry. <laughs> that's it? That's,
1: that's it? it? You take $500,000 and just say mm-hmm. sorry, and then you're good. That's what, it's, This story is wild. And I wonder, when they was going to Vegas, were they still wearing, like, their traditional nun garments? Uh-uh,
0: no, nah, that was probably some thought <laughs> of Oh, yeah. they, they look they put on some fashion nova <laughs> they?
1: fashion over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like instagram nuns and fashion over. that's hilarious uh, yeah.
0: okay.
1: i feel like that could be i feel like that's gonna be a movie eventually i'm sure in the next few years it, it because that's, that's it a gotta wild be. story that you can't put on a big screen you got to put on a big screen
0: <laughs> okay so these next two old oh lord news stories one you know this just you know kind of speaks to the you know, the ignorance that is kind of out there. I think World AIDS Day just passed. Mm-hmm. Am, am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a woman in a village in southern India uh, drowned in a lake. Now, she was HIV positive. And don't you know that the village decided to drain the entire lake? Oh, my God. Which happened to be their only source of fresh water. Oh, wow.
1: That's wild.
0: Now, the reason that this is ignorant is because HIV cannot survive in water.
1: Mm. And nobody, not one person, knew that. They just was like, let's drain the lake.
0: Uh, they, they probably just didn't care. That's wild. And- and th- th- they said we would have consumed the water if it was the body of a normal person, but the woman died of HIV. There's no other way. Uh, the, the authorities must drain out the water and fill it with fresh water to save the lives of villagers.
1: That's crazy. That's a lot of effort for no reason. People need to all you gotta do is quick Google, man. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. But it's just kinda like, you know, that goes to the stigma that's attached to mm-hmm. um AIDS, uh, and HIV. Um, but it's you know, people, you know, talk about how easy it is to get, but if you actually do some research, you know, AIDS is a very like, I guess, uh what they would call a weak virus. It it doesn't really um survive in like the air and water and stuff like that it really only survives in a body and you know the ways that you catch it like you know people are just ignorant about it yeah
1: and you know what the, um i think i know i think chris was telling me something there was like this story about in uh atlanta or, or, i think they're like it was like some article talking about how officials of people are urging people in atlanta to take like some drug that
2: Oh prevents, yes,
1: like HIV or whatever it is, and I, 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 I know the, the drug. I've seen like infomercial commercials of it all the time, um, as of recent about that as too. Like because I guess they're saying it's so prevalent, or the chances of getting it there are higher than in most other places.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy. I just read that story too, and I would just say um, I I think it's true. I don't. So I know the the rates are there are high, but I will tell you when I lived in there in in Atlanta from 2008 to 2011, I was so paranoid that I I decided that I was selling <laughs> like no lie yeah. I am not that might be TMI but I was just kind of like my life is very important to me yeah I
1: mean I'm, Atlanta is one of those places that has that reputation you know and. And, I mean, I haven't looked into it fully. I'm sure the rates are higher in other places because it says so much. But, you know, I wonder if it is, like, how how much of it is, like, really based in facts, you know, or, like, this kind of fast panic. Yeah, like, you know.
0: Um, you, you know, the thing is, I mean, well, you know, a lot of people aren't going to disclose. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure. Sh- Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, when I lived there, it was, I won't say hysteria around it, but like people just knew to be very careful, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's it's, so. But What what is it
1: about Atlanta specifically? Do you know? Like,
0: well, it's and, and so this is where the stigma and the stereotypes and maybe the, the negative negativity comes in. Um, Atlanta is a very, uh, I guess, open environment in terms of like um, LGBT community. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's one thing. But there's also this like stereotype that a, a lot of guys in Atlanta are on the DL. Mm. Uh, how true that is. I don't know. Yeah. But it it was enough of a like, yo, it's it's for real out here. And hearing it not just from, you know, other women that's like trying to fill their girls in, but like hearing it from your your male friends, hearing it from your gay male friends, like it like for real. Mm-hmm. Mm. so I don't know it's part stigma but like I, I live there and when I tell you that as an insider I was just like it's not worth it yeah
1: no for sure like well, we, <laughs> that's, that's something you ain't trying to play with so now I get it that, that could be in a, a good topic idea we could think about um I don't know just just the stigma around HIV or, or somebody doing research on that or even just like the consequences of being down on the down low you know,
0: or, Yes, hey, if we well, maybe we can find somebody that'll be uh, anonymously talked to. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm
1: sure maybe somebody did some kind of research on it. Maybe some interviews, or we we'll see, we'll, we'll look for it. That'll be a good, that'll be a good topic to, to
2: cover.
0: Actually, I do. I think I have an idea. Somebody, Um yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but speaking of like, uh, I guess uh being careful. Um. Uh, Have you ever heard of neti pots? No, I don't
1: even know what that is.
0: A neti pot is kind of like this. It it looks like a teapot, but it's a teapot that you like stick up your nose so that you can like drain your sinuses. So it's like you put water in it. Uh, You're supposed to put sterile saline like solution or whatever in it. And you like put it up your nose and like let it run and then it'll run out like it'll run out the other side
2: mm, that's...
0: It's, it's really weird but people use it to clear out their sinuses uh I know a lot of people who have done it and they said that it it works okay I wouldn't do it just because I, I just like that would gross me yeah, out. I mean, just, but
1: <laughs> like I'm gonna have to google this and look look this up later <laughs> like I never heard yeah.
0: Of it yeah but the thing is People, is you know, it's that season, people are getting cold, people are getting sinus infections. Please be careful because a 69-year-old Seattle woman uh, was told to treat her sinus infection with a sterile saline neti pot treatment, but she decided to use a Brita filter, which did not sterilize the water. Oh. After she did it, she developed a rash on her nose. She didn't think it was you know, anything serious, but she eventually died after having a seizure and the brain um, and the doctors found out that her brain was being eaten by uh, um, an amoeba. What? What? What what, what, what kind of water did
1: she use?
0: (laughs) No, uh, amoebas are common in water and in soil, but they rarely infect humans. Yeah. So you know, amoebas might even be present, and I know, I know they were probably present when we lived in Lafayette. <laughs> but um, you know, amoebas, you know, they are present. So, but they just normally don't make you sick uh-uh. or whatnot. But it, it, this is kind of a rare thing. But it's just kind of like y'all That's follow the instructions.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely not a Brita filter. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And so it was kind of by the time they figured it out, because it actually took a year um, between, like, when that happened Mm -hmm. and um, her actually having the seizure. And by the time the doctors found it, she had too many, like, soft spots in her brain where, like, the amoebas have been going in. That's
1: crazy. Now, yeah, that's a long time between. I guess, yeah, you can't really connect the dots if so much happened in between that year yeah well that's sad but yeah definitely be careful using these neti pots then
0: yeah and you look it up ty
1: yeah I'm we'll look it up because i've never heard <laughs> these before i don't you know i don't, don't stick nothing in my nose anyway so that's why
0: <laughs> not even fingers
1: uh, little fingers every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> wow. but tissues and fingers that's it
0: okay yeah okay,
1: don't worry okay. about amoebas from that
0: <laughs> <laughs> although you might have to worry about like cold and flu
1: but that's about yeah, it yeah that's true that's
2: true yeah um okay
0: huh? okay well that's it for O lord news and i guess you know we can move on to discussing like some, some mm. regular news yeah
1: yeah i guess some of the things that we've seen in this past week or so um uh current events if you will one um news story I saw in particular that's been circulating around these past few days is that uh, you know, the city of Minneapolis is confronting uh, its history on housing segregation. Um, hey. So they're actually the first major U.S. city to end single-family home zoning. Um, and you know, for those of you that don't know, this these these were the kind of policies that were really contribute to a lot of the racial segregation segregation post-civil rights, um, even like things like redlining and stuff like that, where they wouldn't allow for multifamily homes to be in certain areas. So that means with single family homes, you know, these are people who can pretty much own a home, like right middle class people. And so people who need extra help or whatever, or multifamily units where you can have the rent be a little cheaper, these communities didn't allow it. And pretty much Almost every city in the U.S. still has these policies um, and these zoning policies in place. And so Minneapolis was the first to now overturn, overturn it, where now they can um, have duplex and triplex homes in these suburban communities, uh, mm. which is big in a lot of ways. Um, and it's a funny thing is, too, reading it, that there was still pushback. Um mm-hmm. And they actually tried to, because first they, first I think it was for up to four family homes, then the pushback reduced it to three family homes. And then like right before it passed, there was like another last minute pushback to say the, to till duplexes, um, but that didn't make it as mm. well. Um, and so, and then also they're allowing it to be these units to not just be allowed into these single families former single family homes, but also closer to things like public transportation venues and stuff like that. Um, mm. And give people, again, who live in the, in the city access now to, uh, you know, these suburban areas when they start to build these kind of units.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty big because when you go into any predominantly Black neighborhood, you see plenty of duplexes. Mm-hmm. You see plenty of multifamily homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for a long time, people of a certain hue and people from certain socioeconomic backgrounds have been able to, I guess, protect their property values from multifamily homes, and it's just kind of like, hopefully, that will, you know, also do uh, have a positive impact on. The values in uh, home values in Black communities mm-hmm. because they are largely undervalued, potentially because of the allowing of like multifamily homes in that. Though, if it's kind of like if this is something that's spread out, then that's something that you can't penalize predominantly Black neighborhoods for.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: again, so we'll see. You know, I know Minnesota usually prides itself on being kind of really progressive state, and they're still moving in that direction, and. Uh, You know, hopefully other cities will begin to, you know, make those changes, too, because it's really not that necessary, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to still have these kind of zoning laws uh, on the books. And it's sad that it's 2018 and now these things are just being overturned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Uh, You said Minneapolis is a progressive state. So you'll move there?
1: Uh, Minnesota. um, uh, Well, it's it's actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it's, it's really cold out there. (laughs) <laughs> so probably not. But the funny thing is, when I was on the market, I had an interview out there at a school in in Minneapolis, and um, okay. and it was my first time out there. And actually, the city itself, Twin Cities, was actually really cool. You know, it was like really yeah. artsy and like like laid back, and it had a lot of cool things. I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind mind living here in the summertime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny good
0: <laughs> yeah I got some friends that live there we went in the summertime for a wedding and it's nice mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of like a, a St. Louis or something like a bigger Midwest mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, one story I, I wanted to talk about because I read this and it made me think about our episode um, about black maternal um, outcomes mm-hmm. um, and it, it just it made me really sad uh, so Uh, A Colorado man um, had to rush his wife, uh, Kevon Connie, to the hospital after she began uh, hemorrhaging at home. She went into early labor. What he did not know is that when he went to the hospital, he would be faced with one of the toughest decisions of his life. He would be faced with the decision of choosing between the life of his wife and the life of his unborn child, because doctors either had to perform surgery on the wife uh, to, you know, stop the hemorrhaging, but that surgery would have cost them the life of the child, um, or they performed the emergency C-section, which would mean um, that the wife would uh, most likely pass away. Mm. And I feel like in 2018, people should not be having to make those decisions. Women should not have to decide between whether they want to have kids and whether they want to live. And their husbands or partners, um, who could be men or women, should not have to make the decision on whether, you know, they are going to, uh, you know, move forward with their wife or move forward as a single parent.
1: No, that's wild.
0: And he ultimately made the decision um, to save his daughter. Um, He said he felt like his wife would have hated him forever if um, he had chosen her. Um, And so, you know, just prayers and support to that family, um, because that's tough.
1: Mm hmm. I can't even imagine being put in that situation and having to make that decision like. Like, yeah, I I can't. I wouldn't even know. That's why
0: I I, for me, it was kind of like this turned into like a huge discussion on this message board that I participate Mm -hmm. on. uh, Like one of the biggest that I've seen. Um, And one thing I can say is, you know, partners, husbands, you know, wives, make sure you have these tough conversations Mm -hmm. uh, before a pregnancy or at the early stages of a pregnancy. Um, if possible, have some type of advance healthcare directive filed at the hospital, uh, because it, it turned into a big debate. Because there were a lot of women who said, "I want to live," mm-hmm. but if your if your husband doesn't know that, if he has to make assumptions, you, you know what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. It's, it's a choice that I don't even feel like your partner should have to to live with. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like is something that should be discussed up front so that they can know for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not have to live with whether they made the decision that you would have wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's right. That's what that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, mm. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm about have to have we're have, to have this conversation, <laughs> you know. because uh, <laughs> you just never know. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like I have no I have no idea, you know, how which how she would feel or what, you know, her thoughts on this would be. And I'm like, yep, yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely going to be one a topic we'll, we'll talk about. Um because you're right, I think you got to have these tough conversations because you just never know. And You just never know. I feel more comfortable knowing, like, okay, we had the conversation, and then this is her stance on it, you know, and then you can make that mm-hmm. more informed decision instead of having to be guessing in a way.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, but like we said, prayers are out to him. He does have a GoFundMe. His name is Frederick Connie. You guys can probably look up that GoFundMe uh, if you want to help, because I'm I'm not sure if they had a. You know, life insurance and things. And and that's another topic. No matter how young you are, people uh, get some life insurance. And actually
1: get it when you are young, (laughs) because the younger you are, the cheaper it is. You know, the older you get, the more expensive it is. So so get locked into them 20, 30 year deals now paying like 15, 20 dollars a month.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I pay, mm-hmm. and what I pay for my mom is way <laughs> more than that. Like for real, yes.
1: it's a different ball game. Um, it's
0: a whole different ball game. So do it. I got my first policy at like twenty five when we were in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, why not? Um, so yeah, do it,
1: y'all. Yep, yep. And um, you know, sticking with this topic too, you know, a couple of weeks ago, one, two things I have in my mind, but a couple of weeks ago, I did see this viral video of a guy. Who was, I don't know, he was, I guess, giving a testimony, I guess, on Congress or somewhere, um, a black guy, about how his wife died um, due to pregnancy, black guy, how his wife died due to pregnancy complications, too. You saw that video? Mm -hmm.
0: It it was Judge Hatchett's son. So that happened a while ago. So her story is, uh, you know who Judge Uh Hatchett is? Okay, yeah, her son, his wife. Uh they were actually at one of the best hospitals in the country. Yeah. I think they were like cyanide. Sinai, Sinai, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um and she had a C section and she started hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. He saw the blood coming out of the catheter, he alerted the nurse who um I think they supposed to put in a CT scan, sat, mm-hmm. a stat mm-hmm. or something like that. But that stat turned into 10 hours, yeah. and by the time they took her back there, she never came out.
1: Like, bro, when I, when, I, when I heard that story, I told Chris, I was like, you know, you ain't never gotta worry about that. <laughs> they told this man that they told him that his wife was not a priority at the moment.
0: Yes. I said, no. Nah. Yes.
1: I said, listen, you will wake up. You might need some bail money when you wake up get me out, but don't worry. you go going to get that when CT touches, scan.
0: I will turn that hospital upside down. And I mean, even if not, baby, we're going to take you out of that bed. We're going to take you to the emergency department. Something, yeah. something.
1: You're just not sitting there playing like that, bleeding out like that, and they just keep putting you back, putting you back. That that's Because it could have been prevented, you know? Um, that
0: could have been prevented. And the thing is, like, it even got to the point where he said she was shaking mm-hmm. and, like, she had turned cold. It's kind of like, and they found like, uh, like a, I don't know how many, but it was a lot of pints of blood in her abdomen mm. from just bleeding out.
1: This is wild, man. Yeah, these horror stories is like, and and um, I just recently saw the interview of Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade uh, with mm-hmm. Oprah about her, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, surrogacy and her complications with being pregnant um Mm -hmm. and how she tried eight times what does it do like IVF or whatever Mm -hmm. and um each time it failed and they couldn't know why she didn't really know why but like and you know I recently read um What was I? It was some interview or something like that. And somebody was really talking about like the process of like IVF, the process of like freezing your eggs and how invasive that is. And there's like surgeries included. And like, it's like a lot to do. And the hormone it's not like this little just like, oh, take a shot. okay, here's your eggs. It's like a lot. She did that eight times and failed all eight times. I mean, not just thinking about how that, you know, puts a lot of burden on you on you physically, but emotionally, too. But mm-hmm. know, from Gabrielle's perspective, she was like, she was just super determined, like, I'm not going to give up. And it was actually Dwayne was like, all right, nah, babe, you got to chill because you're doing too much. Because I think the next phase, it was some kind of like kind of new type of surgery they were going to try next. And mm. Gabrielle was like, oh, I'm for it. And then with Dwayne was like, no, nah, I've seen you go through too much. We're going to have to do it differently now. And then that's when they thought, of you know, wind up doing the surrogate instead. Um, and she said, like, I forgot what the name of it is called, but pretty much after like the eight times they've wind up finding out that she had, um, uh, this condition or whatever, where her uterus was like pretty much covering the fetus every time and which was stopping and they didn't know it. Right. And. Um, I don't know why they didn't know it, but she was like a lot of people because in the comments would say, like, oh, this is because of your old age, la, la, la. And um, no, they said this would have, this was all that's been the case for her because of the condition. This would have happened mm. if she would try to get pregnant in her 20s. Um, mm. And, and but the doctors just didn't know. You know, she's like, this is like the issues of being like a black woman and trying to get pregnant and like the assumptions they make of not taking things seriously and her going through these eight trials um, and still having all these complications where it could have been found out way earlier you know yeah uh, yeah and
0: she would have had to go through, I, to go all, through all of that, that. Yeah.
1: um so it's just crazy man it's just like uh,
2: i don't know
0: well blessings you know blessings to them did they address the controversy around how people um were kind of like commenting on her doing like skin to skin in a hospital oh yeah and she was in the get out and stuff did they talk yeah, about they that because i don't it was a lot of buzz about
1: that. Yeah, they talked about it, you know, um, and they, I don't know. They she would that thing was just like, I don't know why people were upset, you know, because they were like, everybody suggests skin to skin. Um, and, you know, and, and I think I think people were upset because I think they felt that they just like snatched the baby from the surrogate and was like, come on over here. And um, she was like, no, that wasn't the case. You know, the surrogate spent time with the baby and then she had to go, you know, recover. And then it was like my turn, you know, my time. And and that was the only room, like the only space available in the hospital, or whatever it was. And so that's what she just wanted to do it, like to spend time with her newborn. Um, but, yeah, they, they addressed it. They talked about it in the interview.
0: OK, that, that's good. Cause Yeah, I saw people making comments like, oh, this reminds me of like Handmaid's Tale. Have you ever seen that show?
1: No, but I know people talk about it all the time. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> but it's kind of like with handmaids tell what they do is, you know, they'll have like the the wife who can't bear children, pretending to go through like labor pains and like it, it's like really weird things. And then like as soon as the the handmaid actually has the baby, you know, they immediately like yeah take it and, and give it to the the wife and you know, to make her feel like you, you just did this. And so I see, uh, I saw a lot of comments They were like, you know, she was in the hospital gown, her hair looked messy. So it was kind of like, are you pretending oh, I see. That you, you get what I'm yeah. saying? I think that's where the backlash came from, but it's good that they addressed yeah. it because it was kind of like, why does she look disheveled? She hasn't. Yeah. She
1: was just like, she just said she wasn't, well, one that they, um, so they they said they were involved with the process the entire time. So like every uh, ultrasound visit, her and the way went, you know what I'm saying. And they were there with them, and and they said when the women went into labor, uh, they immediately she was in L.A. and you know she immediately like booked on the flight. You know she was filming her show with her and um, Jessica Alba or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopped on the flight immediately and like flew out there. And then she was like, we were there like the whole thirty something hours while she was in labor, and then. Um, when when opportunity came for Hold the Baby or whatever, like she wasn't really prepared for it. So that's why, but you know, she wanted to take off her shirt, but they didn't have like anything else. So they just used the the, yeah. uh, the gown or whatever, Hospital, yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep her covered because she was like, you know, you know, if Dwayne had his shirt off, it wouldn't be an issue. But of course, you know, I couldn't just have my shirt off being exposed to the world like that. So we want to cover it. I'm um, so you know, they explained it. You know, yeah. and I can yeah. understand how people were just like, you just <laughs> snatched the baby," and like, you
0: know. like you're doing. Especially like I said, I think people just like have looked at Handmaid's and They like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and they said they still they they talk to the uh, surrogate couple every day, you know, and because I think Oprah was asking the question, like, what happens at this point? Like, did the surrogates, are they still going to be in the child's life or are you going to tell the baby? And they're like, no, we're going to be completely transparent, you know, and the surrogates were a part of the process and they'll probably remain in contact and keep stay, touch base and visit the baby and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, they're pretty open. Um about it. But they say a lot of people in the comments too, because Oprah's like, why are you reading all these comments? But Gabriel's like, you know, you tell yourself not to, but you can't You can't help it. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people who think that the baby, the genetics of the baby or the surrogates are not like Gabrielle and Dwayne's, because they don't know how it fully works. Um, and So a lot of them were commenting like, oh, it's not even your baby or not even your genetics, and the baby's too light skinned, uh... like <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And they actually talked about that too, how colorism is already affecting like this newborn, how people are already going in on the comments about the baby's too light compared to you two. I'm like, yo, baby's two weeks okay. two weeks old. Like, relax.
0: I'm so, you know what? They're not just with their baby. It's been, so with the baby, the the man who had to make the decision about his daughter and wife, the couple, they were both dark-skinned. And the baby is, looks like a baby. And I'm just so confused because people making comments about why the baby's so light and they're dark. Do y'all not realize the babies come out like that and they develop color mm-hmm. over time? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... So confused. But like, have y'all never seen a baby before? Like, oh, so confused. They never.
2: Because, yeah,
1: it, I, yeah, they wild. <laughs> 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 it is wild. Everything takes time to develop. Baby ex- ex- exposing no sun, no light or nothing. And all yeah. You expect, and they have all, all it's melanin in that fast. Uh, relax. It takes a little time.
0: Relax. Like, actually. So this is what like the old grandmamas used to say. Look at the baby ears. Mm-hmm. The baby ears they talked about the that color. in the
1: interview, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's talking about how everybody, all, all their family members be pulling back the hat, trying to look at the baby's ears. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. I Well, I don't know how true it is, but I know it is true that the older generation
1: mm-hmm. say that. Mm hmm. Yep. I heard that, too. So that's funny. But yeah, you know, let's just be careful, y'all out there. You know, black women out there trying to get pregnant, want to have babies, you know, just gotta stay on your P's and Q's. And, and really, um, you know, you want me and Chris and I had these conversations like we're going to be super careful of like which doctors we choose, you know. and
0: oh, be very careful. That that is the biggest thing. If you feel uncomfortable with anything that the doctor has done or said, Find somebody else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we go to? Um, uh, Cause we watched that show, Married to Medicine, and what's in there? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Doctor Jackie.
1: Jackie. I'm like, yo, we might just have to go to Doctor Jackie. You know, just figure this out.
0: You know what's so. funny? So I, I, I won't say that I'm 100% fond of her like social personality, mm-hmm. but I would definitely go to her. Uh, because of the care that I feel like she has with her patients. Mm-hmm. So, like, from a from a doctor's standpoint, I would definitely... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I definitely don't want to go to drinks with Dr. J. Oh, no.
2: Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that show be too funny, man. It uh,
0: is. Yes. Although, I think they're trying to kill that show because they keep on switching the days that it comes Yeah,
1: out. you know, Krista keeps, she keeps like, why they keep changing the days? I'm like, I don't know. It was on Sundays and Saturdays, now it's on Fridays. Yeah, so now it's
0: on Fridays. I think they're trying To kill the show, I couldn't even catch it on Friday because I had stuff to do, mm. and that's when people go out and unwind for the
1: week, yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, we just you know, we just recorded automatically on our DVR, so whatever day it comes on, it just records. But, but yeah, it's been switching these days, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, okay. Uh, anything, I think I have uh, another story too that I, that I found out that was pretty interesting, and in that <laughs> I think may make a lot of people. Pretty excited, and we'll see. It's going to be a while before, you know, we see if this actually happens. But in its early stages of development with this particular type of science, what they're finding finding is that this new discovery may soon allow you to eat whatever you want without gaining weight.
2: Oh, please, please,
1: Oh, my goodness. So what they've been finding is that researchers at this Flinders University in Australia said they found a single gene called ARCAN-1, and they pretty much removed this gene from mice. And the rodents were able to eat a high-fat diet. They ate multiple diets to test it, but they uh, the rodents that ate the high-fat diet did not gain any weight. And they said this is held to be true even with animals that even had especially gluttonous gorged on the fatty chow that just went ham on the food, did not gain any weight when this ARCAN gene was removed. Um, and so now... Of course, this is raising question. Like, oh well, let's see if we can find this in humans, and you know, maybe see if we can test this and hopefully reduce things like the obesity epidemic, etc. But I thought that might be a, a interesting piece of news for people out there who. Enjoy. Oh no,
0: I need that in my life. Like seriously, I woke up this morning and was just like, maybe this is just the weight I want to be because I'm tired of trying to diet. <laughs> <laughs> And that could just save me some time. Yeah. yeah,
1: like it just pretty much saying that if the R can, you know, one gene, if it comes in, if it translates into humans, like it, you know, if they find it to be still effective, it just pretty much means that your your body won't convert the fat from foods into fat into your body. Um, Which is, again, pretty interesting. And we'll see how this, you know, over time will turn out to be. But that'd be cool. You could take a drug and just be like, yo, I can go ham today. And no, you're not gaining a single pound.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, trust me. I'll be eating everything.
1: But then I wonder the other effects, though, too. Like, okay, maybe you won't gain fat. But what about like, I don't know, things with like sodium, cholesterol, all that other kind of stuff?
0: You know what, you'll probably still have to worry about those. Yeah,
1: foods. yeah.
0: But, but that just means that I can't eat my regular car. Because I don't go too crazy, but it's just like there are just certain foods I like. Mm-hmm. And I, I happen to like a very carby diet, which is, it, my body, it just, I just, it just, it just doesn't work with my body, mm-hmm. you know?
1: If this, so. if this ever came out to be true, one thing I will be watching, I'll be trying to see how much of them vegans stay vegans.
0: right right
1: uh so y'all see how i see how it's gonna commit to the cause once you know you can eat anything see if y'all gonna stay with it
0: (laughs) well well some of them do it for moral reasons Mm -hmm. but uh truth be told um i'm not trying to start no drama and this is really no shade but they be eating stuff like vegan cupcakes and like they don't be healthy anyway a lot of them aren't eating like the raw vegetable diet a lot of them are still eating the bad food Mm -hmm. we eat. They're just not eating the meat. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Pretty
0: much. Vegan cookies, vegan (laughs) cupcakes, (laughs) vegan muffins, vegan.
1: It's like it's just funny. It's just funny like how just I don't know, that just the I guess the feelings of how they present themselves, or not all the vegans, but like I guess the the reputation, like kind of like this (laughs) this bougie class of diet, you know, like, oh better than y'all, like relax, (laughs) y'all. Uh but uh well,
0: I, I got this I got this one story okay. that is just kind of like come on y'all do better sis. Okay. So there was this uh do you know what the NCIS is? Have you ever heard of that show? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so of course there's a real life Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Uh-huh. Well, there was this high powered sister uh from Houston Um, who was a part of the NCIS. Uh, And she was um, posted in Dubai as a liaison at the U.S. consulate. Well, I guess she met this dude who, you know, was balling, you know, started treating her right. Well, her, you know, NCIS uh, people and the FBI was like, you know, stay away from this guy. You know, he's dangerous or whatnot. She decided not to stay away. He even threw her like this lavish birthday party and she kind of tipped him off to the fact that he was being investigated by the FBI over possible like, terrorist activity mm-hmm. uh, and now our sister our 45 year old sister is facing trial in Houston um, for attempting to obstruct justice influence or impede justice over a relationship with this 46 year old mm-hmm. Syrian man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: come on sis that's
1: great well, so was he doing that intentionally to, to kind of get that info or, or-
0: I I, they don't say in the article, but I do wonder, like, it, he knew, because the thing is, he knew what her position was because he had told her, like, oh, he's having a difficult time getting a U.S. visa. And so she used her security clearance to, like, look up, you know, why he's having a difficult time mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of tipped him up So it's kind of like, I don't know if it was love or he saw her as like a means to an end to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. now she, you know, now she facing
1: jail. Yeah. yeah, I think there probably was some intent on his behalf. I'm trying to think like, if I know the FBI is looking at me or I'm under some kind of surveillance or investigation, you would think you would try to stay away from them, you know, or anybody associated with them.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: now that he, if he knew what she did or was doing for, for a living or whatever, and, then, and he had kept in touch, he probably was like, yeah, I'm trying to get some info.
0: Uh-huh. She thought he was down with the swirl. He just wanted
1: some yeah, yeah. intel. He I wanted just, the team. I just wanted that intel. That's it. <laughs> a lot of these stories are funny, man, because it'd be like just like stuff you would just see on TV shows and movies, you know, happening in real life. It's just funny.
0: We'll have to look and see one, if one of the NCIS characters on a TV show, uh, if they're going to
1: fall I'm in sorry, love I'm with sorry, a sorry, uh,
0: <laughs> criminal face <laughs> trial.
1: So that would, Somebody's writing that up right now, I bet.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Okay, people. Well, be careful. Be <laughs> careful with your date, and, and ask the tough question, the Moral of the story for today, for sure.
2: Moral of the story.
1: Um. But all right, yeah. That's all I have for today. As we said, you know, we're just doing these mini episodes for during the break until you know the new year. Um. And we'll we'll start going back to our traditional interview format. Um. Uh, but any any anything else, Daph? You had enough? Good.
0: Uh, no, th- those are the big stories. want to keep some stuff for next week,
1: too. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll have some more <laughs> things popping up always in this day, age, <laughs> so social media. But um, other than that, you know, tune in next week. Uh, we'll continue the same format. Like I said, these mini episodes, current events. Uh, if you want to be involved or want to be a guest on the show or you have topic ideas, be sure to email us at bhdpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at bhdpodcast. Um if you or oh, visit our website, ww.blackandhalliedangerous.com to keep up with our latest content and all that good stuff. And um, continue to rate and review us on iTunes for sure. And share it with your friends, share it with your family, and share it with your enemies. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear. Yes.
0: If you're interested in continuing this and other conversations, visit our website, com to subscribe to our email list, suggest topics and participate in our discussion forums.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at BHDPodcast. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear.